You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily fantasy football podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iyer. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. So come to the site now. You have all the combine results there we've posted, uh, so you can track all the workouts of, as the four days of testing have come to a close here on Monday. And we wanted to wait till all those were in the books to get our combine thoughts and reactions. And uh, as we promised on the previous show, the main guy we were going to focus on was Kyler Murray of Oklahoma, the quarterback. And, well, we didn't have a workout to talk about. He decided not to do any of the drills there, even throw the ball. He's going to save that for his pro day coming up in mid-March there back on the campus of Oklahoma. So we'll see what he does there. That'll be the real turning point maybe, but... We actually still got some clarity on Kyler Murray, and we'll talk about that as well as uh, some reactions on a couple other quarterbacks and some other players of note at, at different positions as well. But Murray is the main man here. And uh, we'll, on Tuesday, we'll have a mock draft part one, and we'll have mark, mock draft part two on Wednesday's show. I'm not having a Thursday show this week. I'll be out on uh, vacation there, so... We'll rest up and uh, give you full bore shows next week. So we'll have five there to take you through free agency of all the big moves there that are going to happen starting when the tampering period begins March 11th and going hot and furious there through March 13th when the league year officially begins that afternoon. All those deals will become official. So we'll have several days to talk about free agency next week so we'll take a little break on thursday but we'll still give you plenty of draft content here we had the position rankings that we looked at uh, last week so now we'll dive straight into the specific skill set of kyler murray and uh, the big thing is he weighed the right weight he was 510 as well and you had uh, his hand size that compared fairly to guys like russell wilson smaller quarterbacks who overcame that because they held the ball well and moved around the hand size can be blown up a little bit but that's a big part of it is being able to hold on to the ball get get it out of your hands well move around release it so murray is a stronger guy than his size would indicate and his size everyone was looking at five eight five nine here comes five ten and his frame the accuracy all that so in a way, Kyler Murray's biggest asset right now is the mystery about him. That everyone knows he won the Heisman Trophy. Everyone can see what he did on the field at Oklahoma. Just dynamic, electric with the ball in his hands, throwing the ball downfield, running around with it. Whatever he wanted to do there in that offense, there he got the job done. And Baker Mayfield won the Heisman. He looked pretty good as well. But there were some times where Murray had an even more wow factor at his very best there at Oklahoma. So Lincoln Riley has done a great job with him and coaching him up. And he was a Texas A&M recruit at one point by Cliff Kingsbury, the Cardinals coach now. And uh, there's an air raid offense that uh, 
Kyler Murray mentioned that he wouldn't mind playing for. He knows Kingsbury well. Kingsbury behind the scenes has been gushing about Kyler Murray. So really, I don't think there's one team that loved and talked and thought about Kyler Murray more at the Combine than the Cardinals, picking at number one overall. At the same time, Murray was thinking about them, meeting with them, having an extensive meeting. And at the same time, we have Josh Rosen, trade rumors, the Redskins, first and foremost, uh, are leading those as the team that could acquire Rosen and clear the way for the Cardinals to uh, select Murray there, number one overall. Doesn't happen very often where you draft the quarterback, number 10 overall, and then you're disappointed, change coaching staffs, go to an offensive-minded guy, and all of a sudden you want the new it-factor guy in the draft. Well, things can change also with the selection you have. They were at number 10 last year. This time they were at number one. So they have their pick at anyone that they want. And Murray, they feel like, has more value to them going forward than keeping Rosen and taking Nick Bosa. And that's what really the Cardinals have to weigh in this whole decision. Are they going to be a better team, do they feel like, with Rosen in the system and Joey and Nick Bosa, sorry, rushing the edge? Or do they feel better? with Kyler Murray as the starting quarterback, and that's it, and start from that point and sacrifice maybe helping your defense here early and work on that later in the draft. Uh, you need some wide receiver help as well. So a lot of things that the Cardinals need to do to make Murray successful. I think Kingsbury having him alone is a big part of it, that here's a offensive-minded coach who thinks outside the box. He's very familiar with Big 12, the stylings of passers there. So... I think everything just lined up well with Kyler Murray. I wrote about it that really it was hard for them to kind of uh, play poker with this and not sure when their cards. And it very well could be the biggest smoke screen ever. But it's hard because Kyler Murray is one of those guys that's going to bring out the coach's uh, youthfulness and saying they, they get giddy and want a guy like this in their offense and see what he can do as a special toy, cog, whatever you want to say. And I think the only other coach from the combine that we're hearing the same things about is J is John Gruden. So John Gruden and the Raiders, they got Derek Carr, but they're stuck with Derek Carr. That's the bottom line. They are going to have a harder time trading Derek Carr because he's more of damaged goods, been around the league a little bit more, kind of formulated the way he's going to be as a quarterback, his ceiling and his floor versus Josh Rosen, who really scratched the surface, uh, showed very little last year, but the offense wasn't tailored to him. Now they've completely changed the offense. So, it's not like if he goes to another team, he's not going to have the same type of challenges that he would if he stays in Arizona, adjusting to a off new offense, learning the playbook, and all that. So I think Rosen maybe could use a change of scenery at this point with how much the Cardinals are into Murray. I think there's a point of no return there where if you all of a sudden change direction and you make Josh Rosen feel like he's being replaced, and all of a sudden he's there and he isn't – the guy that you're trying to move, then it kind of messes with his psyche as well. So given this point now for the Cardinals, I think Kyler Murray is going to be their guy. And again, the Raiders could throw a little wrench in this if someone prefers a Derek Carr over Josh Rosen. That could handcuff the Cardinals, obviously. They're not going to take on those multiple contracts. So they need to find a way to move Rosen. I think they'll get a lot of takers again. Rosen versus Carr, the market is pretty clear that you want to go for the young guy. He's already signed for that relative bargain deal for three years. Well, with the Raiders, we know they overpaid for Derek Carr as a veteran. So he's locked into a bigger deal, at least for a couple years. Well, 
You still have three guaranteed left on Josh Rosen's deal as a rookie, and he wasn't the number one overall pick, so it's a little bit adjustment there in the salary at the number 10 spot. So you're not paying that super premium elite quarterback money there for someone, especially if you play him right away. If you're grooming him, he's still not all that expensive. So teams that may think about the future, like the Saints or the Steelers or the Patriots, they all should uh, think about Rosen here and uh, groom him for next. Uh, the Chargers included uh, any team with an older quarterback that has a couple years and are willing to wait and think their starter is going to play at least a couple more years or less, then uh, I think Rosen makes a lot of sense for them. So that's the biggest fallout and takeaway from this combine that Murray pretty much looking like a beeline to the Cardinals to be their starter. And uh, that should be some exciting fun. Larry Fitzgerald there. They're probably going to change up at wide receiver a little bit more. But Fitzgerald and Murray and David Johnson, uh, that could be a very exciting offense and one to watch the rebound because it was just a disaster last year with Mike McCoy and then uh, Byron Leftwich. It didn't quite all work out. But with Kingsbury, innovative guy, Murray's ability, Johnson's ability, Fitzgerald's veteran, savvy leadership, that should be something special to watch. And uh, Rosen, I think it's good for him to move on because he's not going to have much fancy value here in Arizona. But Murray definitely could immediately have an impact the way that uh, Baker Mayfield did for the Browns last year and was very viable. Now, we're talking about the star of the draft here, Kyler Murray, the quarterback from Oklahoma. Well, we're going to have plenty more Kyler Murray talk. Just listen to all the great podcasts here on the Lockdown NFL Network. We have our two shows from the Draft Network, uh, Lockdown NFL Draft and the Draft Dudes podcast as well as our team-by-team shows, breaking down the team needs, what they're looking at, uh, what they're feeling after the combine, the whispers, rumors coming from each team, not only with the draft, but with free agency and trades as well. So a lot of good stuff, good time to listen, and we'll keep it going here through the NFL draft, hot and heavy, and uh, bringing you the analysis you need to know. So check out all the shows on the network, and uh, it should be a lot of fun when April 27th comes around because there's still a little bit of unpredictability to go around. I'll be right back here to talk about the other quarterbacks and how they did actually taking the field at the NFL Scouting Combine. All right, let's uh, look at uh, the other quarterbacks here. Let's not forget that Dwayne Haskins and Drew Locke actually took the field here and did some things. Will Greer also looked pretty good to me. So Haskins... Pretty solid. That's what I would describe his uh, combine workout as. And he didn't show the speed, and we knew that. And some people had been inflating his athleticism as uh, an asset here. He's not going to be the big move-around guy. He's going to rumble for some yards when he needs to, but that's not his game. He doesn't want to do that. He wants to hang in the pocket, be strong in the pocket, throw from there aggressively, let the ball rip, stand in the face of guys coming after him. So he's got the size, arm. He's... What Cardell Jones was a, there a couple years ago, but just a little bit better well-rounded. I think there's a little bit of a Ben Roethlisberger and James Winston and Matthew Stafford in this kid. Just the arm. He could just throw it through a barn, throw it 50, 60, 70 yards deep with no problem, and that's what Haskins' game is against. So you want to stretch the field. It's old school. You want to protect him. You know, hangs in there. He can have guys rush him and fall off him because he's that strong. He can stand in there. He's very fearless. He's very smart. Reads the field very well. So all that was on display. Now, did he blow the doors off his workout to say 
that he's going to keep off Murray. I don't see that happening. I think Murray is too dynamic there. And plus the Cardinals, it's more about the Cardinals and their beeline to Murray than them not liking Haskins. I'm sure they like Haskins and what he can do, but it doesn't make a lot of sense there to trade down and do all that and try to maneuver when you like Murray that much and you feel like he's a perfect fit for what uh, Cliff Kingsbury likes to do. So that means the Giants can still dream about Dwayne Haskins, feel pretty good about him at this point because Murray definitely clears the way. There's no wild card team that can jump up and get Murray ahead of the Giants to throw things off and maybe have another team jump in and get Haskins. Haskins looks like the clear guy. And a couple other things are happening here to help that. The Broncos getting Joe Flacco, so they're not going to be desperate to reach up and make a trade up for a quarterback. Jaguars looking like they'll get Nick Foles here. So it's a, a couple of developments there that kind of helps the Giants get Haskins if they so choose. The other one that's starting to develop here, and I know they just got Flacco, I mentioned them, the Broncos, but I thought Drew Locke was also pretty solid. There's nothing different that we learned from these guys. I mean, these are kind of prototypical older school quarterbacks, been around in terms of learning in their offense as well and just throwing and being tough and physical. This kind of old school type approach gunslingers. There's nothing maybe new school exciting about them the way Baker Mayfield or Murray is in terms of running around and all that but prototypes that we've seen succeed in the NFL a lot with the right coaching and that's really what it comes down to do they get the right coaching right away I think the Giants definitely can offer that with uh, Pat Shermer there I think the Broncos certainly can start with John Elway at the top and then uh, help him at his lock offensively and John Elway's already had a good long scouting look here at what Drew Locke can do. So I think those are looking more and more like fits, but I think that's how it's going to fall. Daniel Jones, we'll see where he goes. Right now, the Dolphins would make a lot of sense as they look like they'll move on from Brian Tannehill and they're not getting in on the Flacco or Foles type of situation here. So that's looking like uh, Jones. That's the trickle-down effect where you have Murray go to a team that already has a quarterback, but moving him that changes things, and uh, that also puts in motion that the Redskins are not going to get a quarterback there that they maybe want to take that early in the first round of that uh, 15th pick there. So that also means a team like them in circle is going to be going after a guy like uh, Rosen to hedge their bets with Alex Smith and his future. And again, if they're not going to cut Alex Smith, it's hard to go get a veteran quarterback. Same thing with the Giants. They're kind of handcuffed with Eli Manning and the Raiders as well with Derek Carr so that also kind of tipped the hand there while you look at the Jaguars they can get out of the Blake Bortles deal pretty quickly the Broncos with Case Keenum they can move on and certainly the Dolphins with Ryan Tannehill so Daniel Jones I think stood up well but again I think it's pretty much slotting like we expected except Murray having that big jump up Murray Haskins Locke and Jones all looking like a first round selection here and Now, Will Greer, I mentioned him and what he did, and uh, I really thought he was pretty solid. He interviewed well. He stood up there. There's something about him as well, just the maturity. Been there a long time, been in a couple different programs. Uh, Started at Florida, did really well at West Virginia, also in the Big 12 there. So there's a lot to like about Will Greer. I think he could be definitely a face of your franchise. And I'm thinking like a team like the Jaguars. Like they have Nick Foles, but maybe had your bets there. The Broncos don't go Drew Locke in the first round. He's a guy that you can look at in, in 
the second round or later. So, Will Greer, there's a lot to like about him. I think he just has to go to a team that maybe isn't looking to start that guy right now and have a little bit of time. I mean, that makes a lot of sense if you wanted to go to the Steelers somewhere like that. They just got Mason Rudolph, but I think Will Greer has a lot more upside than a guy like Mason Rudolph. So, he's in play for a lot of teams, and maybe the Patriots will think about him. He's the kind of moxie and smarts and uh, able to pick up a lot of different offenses that uh, Tom Brady would uh, like in a successor, kind of like Jimmy Garoppolo. So all kinds of things in play there for Will Greer, but I think he did a good job to help himself. And a personal favorite of mine is Clayton Thorson of Northwestern. And he throws the ball downfield really well. He's very, very up and down. He can make a very NFL drop your mouth type throw and then he can throw a really bad ball that is likely to be intercepted and that's pretty much his mo at northwestern so he's a guy that i like a little bit more than most i think ryan finley again is a guy that the patriots could look at as well kind of fits that like will greer so i think patriots some people have said maybe they'll look at a quarterback in the first round or trade for josh rosen but i think the second round for one of these guys uh greer leading the way there and maybe uh you look at after those, uh, Finley and Thorson in some order going. But I think there's the separation now between Murray and then Haskins and Locke. And then you have Jones after those two. And then Will Greer kind of his own tier. And then everyone else there leading with Finley and Thorson. Well, make sure that uh, you're listening to Locked on Fantasy Football and all the shows here on the network while you're on the go. It's so easy to listen in your car. Uh, just... Use your uh, smart speakers, uh, all easy ways to listen to our podcasts. And uh, it's the best way to do it because it's perfect for your commute, whether it's uh, going to work that 20 or 25 minutes where you could be listening and getting some great insight on your favorite sport and uh, favorite team and favorite aspect of your sport, like the draft or fantasy football. Well, it's perfect because it's 25 minutes and usually... It just goes just like that. If you're listening to great insight here on the network and interviews and analysis that uh, you're not going to get on any other network and the consistency as well. So you can make it a routine wherever you go driving around. And uh, it's the hottest and easiest way to listen to podcasts now and uh, take advantage of that for sure because you can download and listen and have plenty of good listening for yourself uh, the entire week and uh, really Get the best that Locked On has to offer. Again, NFL, NBA. We've got MLB kicking off again here at the end of spring training. Uh, college sports. Uh, you can uh, pretty much go around the horn and listen to things about all your favorite teams here on the Locked On Network. And doing it in your car has never been easier and more convenient. I'll be right back here to break down uh, the rest of some skill player standouts at the 2019 NFL Scouting Combine. Well, let's look at some of the uh, other kind of winners. So we'll go through position here. Running back, uh, we look at Josh Jacobs. He's living it up there as the Alabama guy, standing out above the rest here. I like David Montgomery as well, can do a lot of good things there from Iowa State. But clearly, I mean, Josh Jacobs stands out. He's the first-round pick. He's the guy we're most excited about. And we'll reveal where we're having him mock draft here as we go through it in the next two days. But a very good uh, prospect overall. I think 
There's a lot of guys muddled in between. Miles Sanders, that could be a Saquon Barkley light coming out of Penn State. So guy we're definitely watching there at running back. Uh, some good performances, some speed guys. Uh, Darrell Henderson uh, shooting out of a cannon. Justice Hill. A lot of uh, good speed backs there in this class. But uh, uh, if you're going for power, I think you go with Benny Snell. If you're going for all around, I think Josh Jacobs and David Montgomery. Devin Singletary of Florida Atlantic is someone that continues to rise, and Damian Harris as well as Alabama. So those guys kind of fell in line the way they were expected to there. At wide receiver, we know DK Metcalf. We've seen DK Metcalf. He's running fast. He's working out at a high level. His body's sculpted here, makes big plays, runs by everybody. Clearly the number one wide receiver there. We didn't see Marquise Hollywood Brown there, but a lot of other receivers in the later rounds, like Hakeem Butler, made a case to be taken on day two. So did... Uh, Miles Boykin of Notre Dame. So a lot of uh, good guys to look at at that position. Nikhil Harry, pretty solid as well as a big play threat right now. The guys I really like in the first round are that group of Metcalf, Hollywood Brown, and Nikhil Harry. But a lot of good values developing there. The second and third days of the draft, uh, you look at uh, Terry McLaurin of Ohio State. He also ran fast as well as his teammate Paris Campbell. So... Good depth there, so you don't have to force it if your team looking for some wide receiver help. Say you're like the Jaguars or Cardinals uh, trying to build your stock a little bit for your different quarterbacks. Uh, you'll kind of see that with some good depth plays. At tight end, we know TJ Hawkinson was outstanding there from Iowa. He lived up to being the top tight end in the class. Irv Smith, guy from Alabama, not quite O.J. Howard, but a little smaller Maybe not as explosive, but is doing all the little things well. Complete package there, tight end, and uh, he's definitely rising up the boards there. So a lot of good offensive skill, talent on display, especially at wide receiver and tight end, which a lot of teams need, especially. I think running back, there's a lot of specialty type backs, power and speed and all that after you get by the first couple complete backs. So I think with wide receiver, you just have so much size. And same thing at tight end. Size, athleticism, guys who can make people miss. And we talked about those guys uh, in our wide receiver, tight end, positional breakdown. But particularly at the combine, those are the guys that stood out to me across the board. So there you have it. There is a look and reaction at the NFL scouting combine and the work outs of all those offense skill players we talked about more in depth last week so check out those shows if you want to hear more and more about the rankings we'll update those at some point there for you so uh, we'll look at the big board again as we get closer to the draft after we get through free agency but later this week we'll break down the mock draft the latest one i have at sportingnews.com they'll go up and uh, break it into two parts for you for two shows and then we'll close the week early as i mentioned so no show on thursday but we'll have two extended shows for you on Tuesday and Wednesday. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this is Moon Vinny Iyer. We'll see you next time. The new year is the perfect time to start building credit scores. Because when your credit scores increase, your opportunities do too. Like loan approvals and lower interest rates. Chime makes it easier to keep building your credit with a secured Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. You can use Credit Builder everywhere Visa Credit Cards are accepted. Chime helps you build your credit scores safely by using your own money to make everyday purchases and on-time payments. To apply, just open a Chime checking account with a $200 qualifying direct deposit. And don't stress, there's no annual fee or credit check required to apply and get started. 
Start building your credit history and finding new opportunities with the secured Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Late payment may negatively impact your credit score. Results may vary.